Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to U105 of the Best, a roundup of the top chat, interviews and news stories from the past week on Northern Ireland's best mix, U105. Johnny kicked off the week with a brain-melting round of Minute to Win It, which even had the man himself asking if he'd set the questions too hard. Let us know in the Facebook comments if you did better. The quiz starting us off. Peter, how you doing? I'm not so bad, Johnny. How's you? Oh, great, great. Here, did you get up to much the weekend? Flying your kite, were you? No, I never get out. I never get out. Uh, very rarely go out, Johnny. Do you not know? No, no. Right. No wee hobbies or anything? You know, race greyhounds and climb mountains in your spare time or anything, Peter? No. <laughs> I wish. I <laughs> yeah, wish. You and me both, mate. So listen, minute on the clock, you blatter through these if you're stuck, should help, Okay. Okay, Johnny. Right, now, here we go. Which planet is closest to the sun? Mm, Mars. Mercury. Which actor died during the filming of the movie Game of Death? Oh, Bruce Lee. Correct. What's the capital of Turkey? Uh, Help. Istanbul, Bodrum or Ankara? Istanbul. It's Ankara. What was the name of the bear in the kids' TV show Rainbow? Oh, help. Bungle, Biffo or Barnaby? Bungle. Correct. Chris Pine and William Shatner have both played which character in films? Uh, Captain Kirk. Is correct. Malaria is caused by which insect? Mosquitoes. Correct. How many teeth does an adult human usually have? Help. 24, 32, or 40? Uh, 24. 32. Donald Fisher was the headmaster in which TV soap? Uh, Green Show. No, it was Home and Away. Right, let me see now. Peter, three. You got seven points. It's decent enough open, opening oh, bat yeah. for us, okay? Peter, thanks very much. Okay. Well, all right, Cheers, Johnny. Mate. Thank, Thank you. you. Now. Bye. Bye. There you go, Peter, kicking us off with seven. Well, we saved you. Get in around seven, you're in with a shout. Okay, so uh, that's the story so far. What we've given you. Nurse Ratchet, Hans Gruber, Travis Bickle, Scar. Those are the answers. What was the original survey question? We're playing Minute to Win It. And just to remind you, our prize, every day this week, uh, you can win a pair of tickets. And you, it's there are three plays, and you can pick which one you want to go to. So it's either Plough and the Stars, The Shadow of a Gunman, or Juno and the Peacock at the Lyric Theatre in Belfast. Okay? This is Sean O'Casey's uh, Druid, uh, the Dublin Trilogy. All right, Druid O'Casey. 
So a um, 5th to the 18th of August, uh, they're being uh, featured. Uh, so if you win the quiz any day this week, you can take your pick of which three uh, you want to go and see. Smashing price. On the phone, Martin, how you doing? I'm fine, thanks, Johnny. Good. How are you? Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, Martin, you're 7-0 down, so blatter through these if you're stuck, shout help, okay? Okay, that's fine. All right, mate, here we go. What type of commercials did ITV ban in 1965? Help. Cigarettes, alcohol or petrol? Cigarettes. Correct. What's the largest state in the USA? Alaska. Correct. Which country failed to turn up for a World Cup qualifier with Scotland in 1996? Argentina. Estonia. What nationality was Christopher Columbus? Portuguese. He was Italian. Who wrote the novels The Guns of Navarone and Where Eagles Dare? Forsyth. McLean. What board game was invented by Charles B. Darrow? Monopoly. Correct. Who did John Hinckley try to assassinate in the 80s? Ronald Reagan. Correct. Who directed the films Platoon and JFK? Help. George Lucas, Oliver Stone or Michael Bay? George Lucas. Oliver Stone. Whoa, is this going to be tight? Whoa. Uh, Pete, uh, Peter got seven. And uh, Martin, you, 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 you have seven. But Peter will win on the penalty kick rule. Okay. Sorry about that, mate. Yeah, that's fine. Thanks. Thanks, Okay, Martin. thank you. Thank you. Cheers now. There you go. Seven points apiece. Were they a bit uh, strong today, the questions? Maybe they were. So just to explain, in the event of a draw, uh, the person on first always gets the advantage. It's like um, our away goals rule. So, Peter, well done. Seven points was enough. With Belfast featuring well in a recent poll about the most musically-minded cities... Morris found himself back in his brain trying to think of the 33 musical instrument shops around the city that the poll listed. Well, rattling off the other stats that put Belfast on the musical map. Breakfast, good morning, it's nine minutes to eight. So, uh, some of these things come through from time to time about sort of uh, Belfast and rankings and certain things. Today, yeah. it's come through about Belfast and its place on the global stage for music. Uh, so Belfast among the best cities in the world for music fans, data has revealed. Right, okay. So um, I'll tell you where it ranks shortly. But first of all, the categories that they use to sort of work this out, number of music venues, number of music festivals planned, number of live concerts planned, number of record stores, number of musical instrument stores, and number of artists Ooh. or bands from the city. All right. So, uh, of all these numbers, the one that jumped out to me the most was the number of musical instrument stores in Belfast. Uh-huh. According to their survey... How <laughs> many? 33. Okay. Now, I know about five. And I kind of am, am involved in that area. Yes. Because I, I mean, buy musical instruments. The ones down the city centre, the big matchets one, obviously. And I'm, I, can't, I can't think of 33 musical instrument stores in Belfast. Now, when they say Belfast, I don't know if they mean Northern Ireland... I think they mean Belfast. But even if they did mean Northern Ireland, I think it'd still be hard-pressed to get 33 instrument stores. Oh, Back yeah. in the day, yeah. we, were, we had loads, but now it's, it's 
but there could be wee places like remember Kitbush bought her, her uh, Lambeg drum down in Sandy Road somewhere so <laughs> a wee drum shop in the Sandy you Road you know there could be places like that that we that, don't know about that's true that is true or, you know and pipes and band if it takes in pipes and musical bands and accordions and all things like that yeah then, then there could be loads of yeah there's one on the Albert Bridge Road I think from memory yes. I can't think of any others but even so 33 still it feels a bit of a stretch right so anyway so the statistics the numbers are 17 music venues uh-huh. okay that's fine one music festival planned now again I don't know how big they, they need these festivals to be so the only one I can think of is Custom House Square I coming up I say that yeah, we've had Bell Sonic so it depends when they did this survey okay right? Uh, 240 live concerts planned. Yes, that's I can understand that. Yes. Uh, 14 record shops. Record shops as in vinyl? As in record shops, yeah. 14 okay. record shops in Belfast. Right. Again, I think that's a bit many. Surprisingly Maybe half a dozen I can think of. 33 instrument stores and 87 bands or artists from the city. So what mm. constitutes a band or artist getting on that list? Because that would be way more. There's yes. thousands and thousands of bands who have come from yes. Belfast. So what is it? Is it, is it how, do, how do they sort of quantify that? It could be their birthplace, wouldn't it? Do they have to have a chart hit record or whatever? Yeah. And obviously then they cite Brian Kennedy, Van Morrison as some of the outstanding stars from Belfast. Yeah. Anyway, we rank number 35 in the world. According to this survey, as uh, music-loving cities, 35's all right. That's good, For a wee place. Just some of the numbers are a bit weird. Just did a quick Google. So even including the band shops, it looks to be about 12 in Belfast. Okay. So, like, unless they're including, like, the like of cash converters... Which occasionally sells like second-hand guitars and stuff. Okay. So that's probably that's probably included as well. That kind of place. Um, but you know, a shop that sells like a kids' kazoo—you can't call that a music <laughs> store. The Milk Cup took place in Ballymena this week, so Stephen Beacom of the Belfast Telegraph joined Frank to chat about the merits of the youth-focused football tournament and what a future in the game may hold for those taking part. There's a long tradition of discovering talent at what used to be the Milk Cup, now the Super Cup up in the likes of Balamina Colray in that direction. The Premier League stars of in now yesteryear were first seen in that competition. Some of the biggest names to become sensational international footballers uh, were filmed playing there and if footage is held by the BBC and uh, UTV of absolute legends. Well, a whole new raft of them are on show up there now. Stephen Bickham's keeping a close eye. Steve, good morning. Hi, Frank. How are you? Yeah, I was up at the Super Cup yesterday. It was a fantastic day. There's just such a remarkably positive vibe around the tournament. And last night at the Coleraine Showground, the place was packed for Liverpool against Manchester United in the elite section. Um, I'm pleased to say that Liverpool won 1-0, but um, Manchester United probably deserved to draw, if we're being honest about it. But um, it was a fantastic evening, Frank, and you're right. Over the past 40 years, because that's how long the Super Cup has been going, there have been some sensational names that have played in the tournament and gone on to become like superstars. David Beckham being one. Modern-day footballers include Marcus Rashford, Trent Alexander-Arnold. 
and um, the great Barcelona player Busquets. He played at the Milk Cup, Stroke Super Cup, all those years ago. So um, the people who are lucky enough to see the tournament this year are genuinely watching some stars of the future because I'm certain that some of those talented young men and women will um, come through and um, play at a very, very high level. Yeah, just on the percentages, the, the elite, they would be very close to an eye being kept on them by Premier League managers. What what percentage of them will carve out a career as professional footballers and how many of them will be, to use the old term, be let go? It's a small percentage, Frank. It's funny, I was talking to Keith Douglas, the Fermanagh manager. His Fermanagh team played Manchester United yesterday and we were discussing this and he was saying that for the most of the Fermanagh boys and in fact for most of the players actually in the tournament, this will be the pinnacle of their football careers because it is so difficult for young players to kick on and make it. Of course, when you look at the likes of Manchester United and Liverpool, the players who are there, they will have realistic dreams of going on to make a, a career out of football. But even then, you know, like I was watching, say that out of the 22 players that started the Manchester United-Liverpool games, how many of them are going to go on and play in the Premier League? I'd say maybe three or four um, because that's just the way it is in football. You know, um, you're right, players are let go. They drift down towards the the lower leagues in England and Scotland or um, uh, some of them just drift out of the game altogether. But that's why the, the Super Cup is such a fantastic tournament because it gives these children, and that's what they are, they're kids at the end of the day, it gives them this great opportunity to play in front of big crowds like for instance at the Fermanagh versus Man United game yesterday there was a thousand people at it you know and um, you can't buy that Frank and it was a great experience for them because for the Fermanagh boys they were being roared on by their own and um, the atmosphere was incredible in it to be honest yeah. and um, it was just a, a joy to behold I, I, I do understand where you know if you're playing for Fermanagh or for Down or for one of the other counties that would be represented there or you're with a group or an organisation that isn't already legendary in football uh, conversation you, you, you could accept maybe not making it but if you're there as an elite player with the United jersey, Liverpool jersey Barcelona jersey and you know there are others to Valencia there as well Hertha Berlin you know these are lads that are thinking you know football is possibly on the horizon for me to make me a multi-millionaire and so many of them are so close they're being considered but they're not going to get careers as multi-millionaire footballers it must be hard to walk away from that at 17 or 18. Oh, yeah. It must be devastating for them. And then you've got to pick yourself up after that because within these academies now, you're starting at about five or six years of age. So you could be in the the system, as it were, at a Manchester United or Liverpool for um, over a decade. And you're just hoping, dreaming, and in some cases believing that you're going to make it big. And when it doesn't happen, it um, it must be really, really tough to take. A couple of names I'm going to pick out for you here, Frank. Um, If your listeners um, uh, just take these names on board and maybe one day they will see them playing in the Premier League. Jack Moorhouse from Manchester United. And a young lad from Derry stroke Londonderry called Trent Coney-Doherty, who plays for Liverpool. He came off the bench 
last night for Liverpool and was electric in their 1-0 win. So those are just two names to pick out. I hope both Jack and Trent make it because um, they certainly made an impression on the 3,500 people who were at the Coleraine showgrounds last night. And you mentioned the girls are there as well. Women's football really buzzing, isn't it? Oh, it's brilliant. And it's fantastic to see um, uh, the girls now competing in the Super Cup. It's been brought um, into the tournament over the past couple of years. And um, I know the organisers are determined to, to grow the women's football element of it and um, uh, there are 12 teams competing Frank and um, most of them are from Northern Ireland and it's a great experience for them because they're playing against teams from America, the Republic of Ireland and Scotland and that is an element of the Super Cup that I truly believe will grow and grow. You only have to look at um, uh, the coverage now with the, the World Cup at the moment being on the Women's World Cup down under and um, some of the games have been fantastic I've got to say. Um, really enjoyed watching them. Unfortunately, the Republic of Ireland are out. Um, they lost 2-1 to Canada yesterday. It was all going so well early on. Katie McCabe, who has without doubt been the star player for the Republic, the skipper, scored early on from a corner. Um, and at that stage, it looked as if the Republic might have a genuine chance of getting a result against the Olympic champions. But Canada got a somewhat fortuitous goal just before the break, and then they showed their quality after this in the second half and deserved to win. So the Republic are out. Um, they've got one more game to play. That's against Nigeria, who are currently playing the hosts Australia in the other match in the group. And after that, um, uh, September 22, the Republic and Northern Ireland play in the Nations League. So that's going to be a tasty encounter. The Republic are top seeds in the Nations League group and Northern Ireland are second seeds. So the group really should be between those two, Hungary and Albania, the other sides in that section. But um, yeah, that'll be an interesting one, Frank, when the Republic play Northern Ireland in September the 22nd. And the last game of the group, which actually is probably going to decide it, is going to be, um, I imagine, in Belfast on December the 5th. The date is confirmed, the venue not quite. Well, there's plenty to look forward to, certainly a buzz in the air and of course we're not that far away from the Premier League starting again. I noticed that the City beat Bayern Munich there in one of those uh, Asian competitions uh, yesterday and they'd won before a, a game over there as well, uh, you know, sort of getting ready to defend the treble. Um, <laughs> have, have, have Liverpool ever defended a treble? Well, Liverpool won a treble in 1984, Frank. Um, I mean, a proper treble. Well, listen, a treble's a treble, isn't it, when um, all's said and done? Um, they won three trophies and three's a treble, so um, yeah, 1984... What three did they win to compare them to the success of Manchester United and Manchester City? OK, well, they won the league title, they won the European Cup, and they won it in Rome against Roma and they won the League Cup. So, um, oh, yeah, that's... The League um, Cup, the League Cup, gosh. And here, talking about Imagine talking if it had been the FA Cup, you know. <laughs> well, um, they're much the same, aren't they? But talking about travels, let's hope for a let's hope for a travel tonight with Linfield Crusaders and Derry City doing the business in the first leg of the Europa Conference League. And I know we've talked about this young man before on your program, Frank Daniel Whiffen, the swimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of his. He came fourth in the World Championships with a new European record in the 800 metres. So and, close um, to the bronze, so close, wasn't he? 
Yeah, he was. And over the weekend, he actually goes in his his favourite event, the 1500 metres. So hopefully Daniel will get a medal there. And wouldn't it be magnificent if it was a gold? Yeah, it's just you've spoken about this young man for for quite a while. You see him as a really bright hope. Oh yeah, I do. Um, do you know who he reminds me of, Frank? Um, and we talked about this young man whenever he was coming through. Reese McLenahan. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember talking to you um, years ago and saying, you've "Got to keep an eye on Reese McLenahan and look what he's achieved." And I, when I talked to Daniel Wiffen at the Commonwealth Games. I thought this guy has got the same mindset, he's got the same self-belief, and he's got the same relaxed at- attitude which you need um, in sport at the highest level. And um, I think he's going to be a swimming superstar, I really do. And um, hopefully he'll get a medal at the World Championships at the weekend. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. We'll talk sport again tomorrow, obviously. Uh, Stephen, thank you very much indeed. Stephen Bacon with us here on the U105 phone-in. Back on breakfast, Denise outed herself as alien sceptic this week at reports of a non-human spacecraft being found on Mars and the testimony of someone's extraterrestrial experience making it to Congress. Uh, this is the boffins again, they're in the papers today, uh, saying that bizarre spikes found on Mars could be parts of a crashed alien spaceship. Not the fact that people do send, don't they, spacecraft up to Mars to have a wee check out. Maybe some of those have crashed. No, apparently this has to be an alien spaceship that's crashed because when they look at the photos, it's like a rock with these objects coming out of it, these spikes coming out of it, and it looks like somebody has crashed a cart. Did you, never, did you ever see Superman? Yes, I've seen Do you remember the vehicle which Superman travelled from Krypton to Earth in? I think I do, yes. It's a big sort of sphere with spikes on it. Uh-huh. That's so, clearly what it is. So it's Superman or his dad or something that's it's, crashed? It's, it's, an, it's another um, sort of person from Krypton. Let's right. hope it's not bad guys. Let's hope it's not it's Zod or son of Zod <laughs> or grandson of Zod. Or the mad woman that was with him. Or a bad wee Zod. A bad wee Zod. Yeah. Right. Do you really believe, like, oh, there has to be an explanation for this. There is an explanation that it is probably one of those probes or one of those things that have been sent up to take photos of Mars that have crashed. But oh no, apparently there is alien life and there are wee spacemen that probably crashed this and then went running off into Mars again. You see, imagine the shock um, that you'll have to deal with if and when they decide to visit Earth. You see, this... I, you know, you're not preparing no. yourself for it. You I'm need to prepare prepares, yourself for it. not preparing myself because it's not going to happen. Okay. It wasn't 24 hours ago that you were poo-pooing the idea of uh, aliens and UFOs? Well, I will always do that because I'm not, I'm not of that mind. Well, now a former US intelligence official called David Grush has been saying under oath that the US government is in possession of UFOs and the pilots of the UFOs. And they're not human. Oh. Under oath. And he doesn't even sound nuts. And on the subject of uh, this UFO thing, that you will poo-poo. This is in The Guardian today. In scenes that felt reminiscent of a science fiction movie, the US Congress has held held a public meeting, a public hearing on claims the government is covering up its knowledge of UFOs. So this is the Congress. Mm -hmm. A public hearing. How about you, right? Yes. Unsurprisingly, the hearing has generated huge interest in the US and around the world. A hearing from three key witnesses, including David Grush, a whistleblower and former intelligence officer, 
who in June claimed the US has possession of intact and partially intact alien vehicles. And he swore under oath yesterday. Um, so this is what it all sounded like, uh, was it yesterday, day before, day before maybe, in the uh, US Congress? If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries, yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. If you believe... There you go. Well, you see, it might be E.T. Because he disappeared and we haven't seen that him for a while. Certainly an E.T. Biologics, human or non-human. <laughs> with the sad passing of Sinead O'Connor this week, Carolyn paid tribute to the Irish songstress on Thursday's Bistro. Controversial, troubled and hugely talented, Carolyn spoke of her legacy before playing the iconic, beautiful Nothing Compares to You. It's you, 105 Lunch, Northern Ireland's Best Mix, Thursday afternoon in the Bistro. It's Carolyn with you until three. Um, like you, saddened to hear about Sinead O'Connor's passing. I mean, what a shock to the music world. And I didn't think yesterday whenever I played Mandinka that today we'd be talking about Sinead in the past tense. Do you remember we were doing our top 10 songs with them, one word in the title beginning with them, and I fired up Mandinka in my top 10 and I was thinking about her in a weird sort of way yesterday. And then I heard the news last night and um, shocked like yourself, just 56 years old and everything, you know, going for. It's a beautiful woman, beautiful voice, but all that suffering, at least that's over. Suffering mostly due to other people, putting her through some really horrendous experiences. Some people have a lot to answer for. And of course, the media printing some very hurtful things about her. People are only human. They read this stuff about themselves whenever they're sitting in rooms on their own or they're lying in bed at night on their own. And it does penetrate. Very, very hurtful things have been said about her in the past. Um, and of course, the sadness then continued through her life with the abuse that she received as a child. And then, of course, a year and a half ago, she lost her son. Just tragic. And I was reading her latest tweets um, about the loss of her son and where she said that he was the love of her life, the lamp of her soul, the other half of her, and the only person who loved her unconditionally. So there was a lot to miss there. She said she was left in Bardo when she lost her son. I really, really felt it for whenever I read those tweets and just to hear that she's now gone is so, so sad. And we all remember the first time whenever we looked at that video of Nothing Compares to You. Just how pure it was. You know, no fancy dancing, no big choruses behind, no choirs behind, you know, nothing like that. Just the simple delivery of a song. And apparently she recorded that song in like, just straight up. You know, there wasn't any like, we'll cut that bit and we'll edit this bit. It was pretty much a one take. Um, and whenever she was offered that song, someone played it for her and she's, she just connected with it. 
And maybe why she connected with it was because she had a difficult relationship with, in fact, Noel Kelly, who she was going out with at the time. Their relationship was breaking up. And I suppose the lyrics of Nothing Can Bird You matched how she was feeling at the time. Kind of mirrored her situation. Maybe that's why she took to it and delivered it so raw. But I love the video, the beauty of the video. And um, when it's just, as you know, mostly close-ups of Sinead O'Connor's face as she goes through the stages of sadness and anger. It's a beautiful song. Sinead O'Connor, R.I.P. What a delivery. Sinead O'Connor and nothing compares to you. Um, just sitting listening to that and remembering the first time. So unusual to see that, wasn't it? Um, someone up close like that, raw, naked, um, and singing so beautifully. It was unusual. And has it been done recently? Has it been done in recent years? Because normally there's, you know, there's a lot of fluff that goes with the, the pop world, as you know. So you're just thinking, that was unusual. And really back in 1992, she was on top of her game, wasn't she? Sorry, it was 1990, wasn't it? She was on top of her game. I mean, she was one of the, it was one of the biggest videos in the world. And, you know, everybody loved it. So she was on top of the world for the next few years until she held up the picture of Pope John Paul II and ripped it up. And, of course, there was protest, you know, around the world about her because she did that. But that was her protest against the child sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. That was her way of saying, this is not okay. Somebody do something about it. Why is everybody sitting back and saying nothing? But nobody wanted to listen. So that's why, of course, there was the outrage and the backlash that she suffered probably for the rest of her life. And that's not what she wants to be remembered for. Um, ripping up the picture of the Pope. She did have a story to tell. Um, so you want to get in touch today. There is a book of condolences, by the way. Um, I should tell you about it. It's open online. You can extend your sympathies there. Um, so you can just go online and, um, yes, write your own words. Thanks for listening to this week's U105 of the Best. For all this and more, tune in weekdays on FM, on DAB, on our free app and on your smart speakers for Northern Ireland's best mix, U105. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. 
Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.